0: Now, Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. Sponsored by the law offices of Dan Kaplis. On KOA News Radio, the voice of Colorado. It is 11.06 on the 50,000 wild blowtorch KOA. And I will tell you this. It's your pal Lou from Littleton back. You heard me from 9 until 9.30, and now I'm back from 11 to noon. Rockies' first pitch at 12.10. That's James Brown in the background. A-Rod's running the board. And I have to tell you, if you never saw James Brown live, There's a piece of your life that's missing. I saw him at the Paramount Theater, and ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate entertainer, and I am pleased to bring on a fine, informative entertainer. His name's Nick Groke. He's with The Athletic, and he covers the Rockies for The Athletic. How you doing, pal, and thank you so much for coming on.
3: I'm, I'm doing better now that you went with uh, Rocky IV era, James Brown. I like it.
0: <laughs> uh, I got a chance. I don't know if you heard that or not, but I got a chance to see him. And it was the most incredible show. He had the cape. He had the band. He, was, he went to his knees, the whole thing. There was nobody better than uh, the Godfather of Soul. And before we get going, I, I do want to say this. If you do not have a subscription to The Athletic, you are missing wonderful content. If you are a sports fan who enjoys reading intelligent, thoughtful, thorough pieces, no matter who your team is, and Nick's part of that, I highly suggest you get The Athletic. So there's a little plug for The Athletic. How are things in Atlanta, Nick?
3: Uh, I appreciate that, by the way. I I have stayed back uh, for this uh, series in Denver, um, but so I, I know I know that it's rainy, which is a bummer. Um, but uh, you, you know what's weird because I've talked to a couple of people who um, I've, I've talked to a couple of people uh, not with the Rockies during the during the series. The attendance is like not that, not as much as I would expect. I know it's raining and stuff, but the Bra- the Braves are in the playoffs. I mean, they're they're a playoff contending team anyway. I mean, they're currently
0: set for the playoffs.
3: Um, but like, I don't know if you've noticed watching the games on TV. It's like not exactly loud.
0: I know, I know. There's...
3: I'm a little curious about it because you you know if you if you've been to a Rockies game recently, <laughs> there are a lot of people and it's loud.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they have a new ballpark, and they have a great downtown area so there's really no excuse but Atlanta has never really drawn I think they won 14 straight uh, division titles and you would think that instead of people getting complacent they would go out and support it but you're right um, they haven't had the crowds I mean nobody really has the crowds uh, outside New York Boston that sort of thing as the Rockies do and even though most of the time it seems like the Rockies are playing on the road when the Giants come to town or when the Dodgers come to town or the Cardinals or the Cubs, at least they're filling the place.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? To be honest, uh, players notice that and managers notice that. General managers notice it. It's a, it's a more fun environment to be part of a team that has a bunch of people at the ballpark. It really is. Oh, it's yeah. Like, top to bottom. Even even prefer people who aren't on the field.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Nick, I've got a few questions. I mean, I've seen this movie before with the Rockies. Uh, I've, I've been with them since 1993 when they first started, and they have a tendency to close strong. I can remember many, many years with Todd Helton, they got on a run when they were out of it, but when it counted they seemed to wilt. Now this year, since June first, they're forty eight and forty three, which is not even close to being competitive with the Giants or the uh Dodgers, but in a year where nobody expected them to contend, they're not doing bad. Talk to me about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um y- you know I-, I always I always have to uh sort of force myself into into context and perspective because um, you can, you can, it's easy in baseball. This is what's fun about baseball. It's easy to like ride the roller coaster um, because seasons are roller coasters. Uh, There was a time during the season when the Dodgers looked like crap, to be honest. Um, I mean, it didn't last long and, you know, relative to them, it wasn't that bad, Um, but uh, relative to the rest of the league, it wasn't that bad. But for them, it seemed like, it seemed like the end of the world sometimes you just kind of have to pull yourself back a little bit. And right now the Rockies are playing very good and they're playing very good on the road, uh, which is something that they haven't done this year. But that's, that's sort of the bigger context. Like what have they done overall this year? Um, I think in here's where I'm, I'm kind of at uh, with this team this year. And I think it's becoming apparent, uh, especially since the trade deadline, Um, you know, at, at one point during during the season, the Rockies had one of the worst records in baseball. They were like they were. I mean, to be totally honest, they were like maybe the twenty eighth best team out of thirty. Um, but that's not really them. Um, I think even in the moment, it was clear that they weren't really that. They're they're not the twenty. They're not they're not Orioles level bad. I mean, come on. Um, but on the other hand, they're also not like Dodgers or Giants good. Um, so where are they really? Um, in, in the pecking order of baseball. And that's kind of difficult to determine because there are so many teams. I mean, to be like, in my opinion, there are maybe 12 good teams in baseball this year. And then everybody else is just kind of there. Um, there are too many teams in the league who aren't trying. In my opinion, it's not very good for the game, but so where, where are the Rockies? Are they, you know, are the, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, where are they? Well, they're not in the top half of the league, Um they're probably but they're not you know they're not far off of the middle. Um they're somewhere behind the middle. Um and I think what we're seeing right now is them kind of like catching up to their true their true talent at this point. Um because there were there were wins in this team. There were wins on this roster. Um it's clear that you if you have a team that has Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman and and the pitching staff that they have, they're not they're not the 28th best team in baseball. No way. Um, the pitching staff alone pushes them and, you know, far above that. Um, but I mean, I think bottom line, what we're seeing with this team and it's been acknowledged even by, Bud black at times this year. And, and, um, some people with the team, the, the Rockies have built out, like, basically they have great depth. Um, they figured out how to build a really good bench. The problem is all of those players are starting right now. Um, and that's not how you are going to compete in the N.L. West. You need much more. You need much more at the top of your lineup um, than what they have right now. So this winter, what they're what we're angling at is a very interesting winter for this team. And and then one more time with context. I mean, we've I, I feel like we say that most years with this team, and they sort of continually don't do things in the winter. So. Uh, it will be cur- it will be a very curious uh, winter, and especially how, how the Rockies finish this season, because I think what they're doing right now is determining what they do in the winter. Um, it will be very curious what they do or don't do this winter.
0: Nick Groke from The Athletic is our guest. And if you have never gotten, uh, if you haven't read The Athletic, I highly suggest if you're a sports fan, it's, it's inexpensive, I don't know, I think it's 50 bucks a year or something. And it comes to your mailbox and you can follow who you want. It, it's very, very good piece and Nick makes it real good. Uh, I got a couple questions. In fact, the, the reason I pumped up The Athletic because a couple days ago, you wrote about the five questions that the Rockies will have going into 2022 and we'll get into that. But I have a couple quick ones. Number one, can we expect this starting pitching staff to achieve this level of success in 2022?
3: I, I, I really think so now though like, you know, the, they, they have proved it really over several years. Um, but, you know, I think, Bud black said, um, recently, like they're not young anymore. Um, in his mind they're not what he means is they're not they're not inexperienced anymore and that's true they are still very young i mean it still is one of the younger staffs in in the league but um, they are experienced and they have pitched through they have pitched through all of the difficulties of of pitching for the Rockies they have figured out how to pitch at course field really well their their ERA at course field is better this year than it is on the road um, and they have like top end they have a top end number 1 In Herman Marquez who can, who would easily pitch on any team in the league right now, nobody would turn him down. Um, You know, I, if, and, and, and most importantly, probably is that they've been durable. Um, Really their, their, you know, their quote injuries this year um, were all very minor uh, for the, for the most part, although Kyle Freeland's shoulder was, uh, um, set him back for about a month, but he came back strong from it. So, yeah, if they stay if they stay durable, um, I think we can expect even more from them next year. They've really figured out how to get it done. Um, and they're getting each of them. Um, there's really five at this point. Um four the four of them that have been Rock, Rockies regulars, Marquez, Freeland, Gray, and Senzatella, have gotten better every year. They really have. Um, and now they have Austin Gomber who um who I was very impressed by this year in his first year with the Rockies. So once they build out some younger sort of like prospect depth behind them, Peter Lambert and Ryan Rollison, Ryan Feltner, whoever it's going to be, um, I really, yeah, I really think they can be better next year.
0: Nick, CJ Crone played for the Tigers last year. He played for the Twins. He's 31 years old. He seems to be resurrected uh, with the Colorado Rockies. Is he long-term with this team?
3: Yeah, although you know what I mean, long term is another relative term. Um, next year, but, uh, yeah, next next year he I, I I am under the assumption that he will be back next year. Um, I mean, this is not a set deal by any means. He's played himself into probably some free agent looks from other teams, but um, I think when he arrived with the Rockies, it was sort of under the, with the understanding that that if he played well, that they they would compensate him with with a longer deal. And by longer, it would probably be like two or three years, something. But um, I think that that's in the works. They they would like him back. They need him. Um, they have no readily apparent first baseman, um, not certainly at his level. Uh, we've seen Connor Joe play there, and he's played well. And Colton Walker has played um, well in his call-up. Um, he's a first baseman. He can play first base. But those two players are not at CJ Cron's level. Um, those other two players that are – are depth pieces. So it's you know, they've they've found a spot for CJ Crohn and he makes a lot of sense for this team next year.
0: He's batting two twenty seven on the road with nine home runs, has eighteen home runs at home and he's batting three fifteen. Um, and so those splits are a little little tough. Uh, in your article you talk about the designated hitter. Do you see a universal designated hitter in twenty twenty two and beyond?
3: Yeah, it seems almost almost surely going to happen. There, there's not a lot of resistance from the players. The league wants it, and, and the players haven't resisted too much. I mean, the one caveat here is that the CBA negotiations are going to be a mess. So who knows how they might affect this. But it seems like all, all the all the wins are pointed toward a, a DH um, next year in the National League. Uh, which I mean, we could talk about that some other time. I, I mean, I'm a little bit bummed about the idea, but uh, I understand it. And what I don't understand is whether it's a benefit or or a problem for the Rockies. Uh, they would gain offense, obviously, at Coors Field, but it would also stress their pitching even more. Um, I'm curious how it will play, especially at Coors Field. I'm I'm really curious. Uh, but it, I think, in the in the immediate, at least for next season, it has the potential to. Sort of paper over some of their problems in the lineup, um, as you mentioned just now with Chrome. Like they still they still have nasty road splits. Um, it's just really difficult for them to adjust when they go on the road. And I'm I'm really curious if a DH somehow allows them to to sort of to to kind of hide those issues a little bit by by having by having someone who who can focus purely on hitting. And you know, it kind of solves a few. It potentially could solve a few roster problems for them. Um, they could, you know, they can they can get Charlie Blackman off his feet a little bit in right field potentially, um, and, and use him as a DH and, and and find more playing time for you know for you know they could find maybe some platoon some platoon time for Sam Hilliard and 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 whoever it might be, Garrett Hampson, as outfielders, um, it, it it does offer them the potential to kind of find some benefit, at least in the short term.
0: Nick Groke is our guest, and all of these questions came from the article he wrote on September 13th in The Athletic, and I can't get into all of them, but if you're interested in Brendan Rodgers playing shortstop next year and that sort of thing, Head to the Athletic, put up a couple dollars, and you can read it for yourself. Uh, Nick, you know, I was watching the Cardinals-Mets game last night. Don't ask me why, but I was watching it, and when Arnato hit his home run, I was a little taken back that it was his 32nd home run, and he's approaching 100 RBIs. He didn't seem to be having that great of a year.
3: Yeah, weird, right? Like it seemed. It seemed um, from a distance, and I'm not watching. I've seen a game or two, like like you have probably, but I I don't watch them every day, obviously. Um, it seemed like, yeah, like he was. He sort of had come down to earth a little bit, and then I recently, a few weeks ago, checked the stats. Yeah, no, they're really good. He's he's Nolan Arenado. He's he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Which, like, you know, duh. But it, for a while, it seemed it seemed. Uh, like that might even be some weird question. Um, he is another. He is another example of a hitter um, who who's who ha- is stuck with the reputation of having of having uh, poor road home road splits um, with the Rockies, and then joining another team, and and immediately we see that they're actually better hitters when they're not with the Rockies. This has nothing to do with the Rock, with the Rockies. It has everything to do with Coors Field. It's a, it really is a, a difficult adjustment to hit a Coors Field one day and San Francisco the next, yep. um, at sea level the next. It really is. Or Texas. Um, but as we've seen with <laughs> – um, what we I mean, we saw with DJ Mayhew, and now we're seeing with Nolan Arnato. Once you normalize your environment, then they can just be who they are and not have to worry about those crazy swings. Uh, from, you know, from, from elevation to sea level, and, and they become essentially better hitters. Rockies hitters are not as good as their home numbers, generally, but they're not nearly as bad as their road numbers. So, you know, when, when players leave, we see them kind of like find the middle ground, and that's usually a, a good spot.
0: Absolutely. Hey, listen, I appreciate you hopping on with such late notice. I truly, truly enjoy following you and reading you in the athletic. Um, And so I, uh, I wish you the best as you get through the rest of the season. Will you be covering the world series and writing pieces for that? I, uh, probably yes. Uh, Although, uh,
3: and then, although, you know, I, I expect, I mean, I really do. I expect the Rockies to be newsy this year if the CBA doesn't get in the way.
0: I got 20 seconds. Is Bill Schmidt the next GM of the Colorado Rockies, or will they go get Theo I'll, Epstein?
3: I'll, uh, well, not Theo, but almost. I would say almost surely Bill, Bill Schmidt. Odds, if I had to put odds, I'd say 98%. All
0: right, I got 10 seconds. Is Dick Monfort going to still run the baseball team, or will he step aside and let real baseball people run it?
3: He says he doesn't, but he will continue to. Yeah, right.
0: it's obvious. You're the best. I'll read this game story tomorrow. That's Nick Groke from The Athletic right here on the 50,000-watt blowtorch KOA. This is Logan and Lewis. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee on KOA News Radio, 850
1: a.m. and 94.1 FM.
0: little Frank Zappa a and his move into Montana to raise him a, raise himself a crop of dental floss very ingenious I'm Luke from Littleton in until noon today and we're gonna go back to the Rockies so I came in around 9 and then uh, we were gonna go to Rockies and then they moved the game time till twelve fifteen Mountain Time. So Jack and and Mike did a great job as they always do until eleven. So I popped back in. Had Nick Grok on from the Athletic. Uh, and really, if you haven't, if you're a sports fan and you don't get the Athletic, you should check it out. It's very very. Good. couple things just in case you've been under a rock. Starting Monday, we have a new lineup here on KOA. Ross Kaminsky, who has been on KHOW from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. He will be heard from 9 until noon right after Colorado's morning news. Ross ta- covers the top stories of the day, and he talks about the things you care about. And then it's the one and only Mandy Connell. She's, she'll keep her spot here from noon until 3, and then at 3 o'clock. And I'm so excited about this because I don't think
2: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: There is a better show, or at least the potential of a better show than Dave Logan and big, big Al from three until six o'clock. Now it'll be everything Broncos related. And you'll also hear from Rick Lewis and Jojo Turnbull. So Jojo, who, you know, wears a bunch of hats here. He's going to be coming in with Big Al and Dave, and Rick Lewis is going to be coming on. And speaking of a guy that wears a lot of hats, Rick Lewis is going to continue with Kathy Lee six to nine on one o three five the Fox. And one of the most underrated shows I think on our station is the Broncos Country Tonight Show with Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright. And What's been happening with them? They're usually on from seven to eleven. So in the past, we would go the to uh, Big Al and JoJo, and then from six to seven, Michael Brown would be doing his hour. And Michael Brown is, um, I would say, political talk and and current event talk. Well, Michael Brown's now moving over to Khow, and then as soon as the zoo's over, boom. Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright with Broncos Country Tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. And I will tell you this, Bronco fans, uh, I know Ryan. I know Benjamin. They have um, done a fantastic job covering the Broncos in depth. They can go as deep as you want to dive into to tell you the splits of the tackle and the guard. Or they can give you the 5280 view. And and speaking of splits between the tackles and the guards, I have to tell you a funny story. So back in the 80s, yes, I was born before the 80s, I used to listen to a man named Bob Martin. And that's kind of where I've always been a huge radio freak. I always loved radio. I I started listening to the base to baseball on the radio when I was like 10, 11 years old, because baseball creates an image for you. You can create, you know, when a guy dives to his left and throws from his knees to first base, you have a different view of that in your brain and in your mind than I do. So baseball is always the um, imagination of the mind. And radio has always been the imagination of the mind. That's what I meant to say, not baseball. But baseball on the radio is the imagination of the mind. So I've always loved radio, and I was a big fan of radio. And then I used to call Bob Martin in the 80s. Well, that was the original sports talk back then. And people would actually call Bob Martin and say, Bob, I noticed on Sunday that The left guard seemed to be more distant from the tackle than the right guard was. Can you explain that? And Bob Martin would explain the splits between the guards and the tackles. Okay, Back then, sports talk was strictly sports talk. And as it evolved, you had Irv Brown, you had Joe Williams. As it evolved, other topics, guy talk got into it and that sort of thing. So, um, my point with that is Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright, they can go as deep as you want. And they can also, um, you know, give you the fifty two eighty view, but it will be primarily, in fact, it will be all Broncos. Uh, and they're, they really get along good. They hang out with each other after the show and, you know, they hang out together. So it's really, really good chemistry. And it's kind of, Nothing against KOA, but it's kind of been buried 7 to 11 in between the zoo and Michael Brown. So now they're going to get an audience, uh, an opportunity to reach a larger audience. And I can promise you those two will knock it out of the park. So beginning Monday, Ross Kaminsky uh, will be here from 9 until noon, then the one and only Mandy. And the Colorado Morning News with April and Marty, the cornerstone of this station They've been here for, I think April's been here for 20-plus years. Marty's been here for a long time. They Nobody does news better here than uh, KOA. And so we'll have all that, and then boom, you'll be happy. And all you people who say, oh, buy KOA, or I'm never going to listen, trust me, you'll be back, especially just to hear Logan and Big Al together. That is going to be worth the price of admission. All right. So at, and I'm coming back tomorrow. You got one more day of me. I'm even going to bring Ross on tomorrow too. So that'll be fun. All right. I woke up this morning. The futures in the stock market were high. I was doing a little dance thinking about the kind of money I was going to spend, you know, today. Well, guess what? You stock followers, the Dow Jones is down 161 points. The NASDAQ is down a third of a percent at 55 points. And the S&P is down a half a percent. And my portfolio looks all red, 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 red. So if you're in the market, remember it's long-term. Don't look at it today. And I hope you're not on margin. We were talking to Nick Groke earlier from The Athletic and talking Rockies baseball and You know, the good news is the Rockies since June 1st are 48 and 43 after starting the season 20 and 35. Uh, They've made a run 48-43. But they're in a division with the San Francisco Giants who are now 44 games over 500. Think about this. The Giants have already won 95 games. The Dodgers, who won last night, and by the way, San Francisco lost to San Diego, the Dodgers are 41 games over five hundred, and San Francisco is 44 games over five hundred. So it's going to be tough for the Rockies. And I'd love to get your thoughts on what you think of the Rockies in 2022 and beyond. Uh, 303-713-8585 or the text line 56690. If you would like to chime in on the Rockies as we head up to the final game of the series of the season between the Braves and the Rockies. And then the Rockies head to, uh, gosh, tell me, tell me, tell me. They're not coming home. Uh, Are they going to Washington? They might be going to Washington. A-Rod can help me out with that. Um, But I think they're going to Washington, and then next week they come home and play the Dodgers. And that'll be a great series because the Dodgers have to keep winning. Think about this. The Dodgers are going to win 100 games plus, and they may not even win their division. Uh, Now, if you remember back in 1993, Tim Spence remembers back in 1993, that the San Francisco Giants lost to the Atlanta Braves. They They were in the Western Division. There were two divisions back then, and the Braves had beaten the Rockies like 18 or 19 times. Okay? And the Braves were playing the Rockies the final weekend of the season, and the Giants were playing, and I believe the Giants won 102 games and did not make the playoffs. Now, the following year, we had the strike. Or the lockout by the owners. And then in 1995, we moved into the wild card. And the Colorado Rockies were the first wild card team in 1995. So I'm, I'm giving you a lot of history, regressing, and that sort of thing. But my point is the Rockies have played over 500 baseball every month since the month of June. They were 14 and 13 in June. And then in July, they were 500, August 14 and 13. And right now, they are 8 and 6 in the month of September. Well, guess what? It's going to be tough for the Rockies to compete hanging around 500 because the two teams that are ahead of them, and I'm not even talking about San Diego yet, but the two teams ahead of them are going to win 100-plus games. And even if the Rockies had a decent record on the road, let's say the Rockies win 90. Now, are they a wild card team? You know, one and done? And I love the, you know, there's always this talk among fans that, oh, this is a must-win game. You know, Miami's playing Philly. Oh, right now, the Cubs were playing Philly. Oh, this is a must-win game. Well, guess what? The other team gets paid, too. And so there has been so much um, lack of closing the deal. Think about this. San Diego, the San Diego Padres, who were juggernauts, they were playing the Dodgers toe-to-toe. They are 9-21 and their last 30 games. Cincinnati is 3-7 and their last 10 games. Now, Cincinnati, who was in the wild card race, they fought themselves back. They were in the wild card race. They've lost eight straight series
2: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Think about that.
0: And they're playing the Pirates. They're playing the Cubs. They're playing teams that aren't in it. And they have lost eight straight series. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that at 303-713-8585. Or you can text me on the Centura Health text line at 5 5- six, six, nine, zero. And I, I think I had looked earlier. Now check this out. And and you know, I noticed there's not the enthusiasm there used to be for the Rockies. Um, you know, it's disappointing to me and I know the Rockies can't do anything about it because they have to sell the tickets to whoever wants to buy them. But uh, whether it's fans buying tickets from brokers um, or going to the ticket office and buying tickets. Um, they uh, have, they you know, if, if Dodger fans want to go, the Rockies have to sell them to them. So the Rockies don't control who comes and, you know, they don't allow, they can't, necessarily not allow fans to come if they're not working for the Rockies uh, rooting for the Rockies so that's what I was trying to say but anyway I looked at the Rockies um, starting pitching Herman Marquez has pitched 167 innings John Gray has pitched 136 innings Antonio Sensatella has pitched 144 innings and Kyle Freeland who was hurt uh, has pitched 102 innings Freeland has 20 starts, Gray 26, Sensatella 25, Herman Marquez 29. I'm not sure about the depth after those four. We talked a little bit about Austin Gomber, but uh, he's hurt right now, shut down till the end of the year. But, you know, the thing I think is the Rockies need to make sure none of these guys get hurt because I'm not sure, you know, Chi-Chi Gonzalez is going to. Going to make a big difference with the Rockies. We say hi to Randy in Denver. Randy, you're on with your cousin, Lou from Littleton. What's up?
1: Hi, Randy. Or, hi, Lou. I just want to uh, commend you about being a team player for the channel. I think, uh, you know, you do what you have to do, you know, for your position. But let me just give you just a brief synopsis. There's a group of eight of us that meet at Denny's once a week, and we, age, we range in age from 40 to about 83. And every single one of those uh, guys that uh, meet for breakfast listen to uh, Dave and uh, his two partners. And uh, across the table, uh, we all believe that his two partners got the short hairs. And no, but but, but that's
0: not true though, Randy. Think about this. Okay, think now now do you really think that Rick Lewis, who is a thirty-one year vet in the market, has worked thirty-one years for whether it was JCOR, whether it was Clear Channel, or whether it was iHeart, okay? all under the same building, and I worked for all three organizations, okay? Nobody is going to tell Rick Lewis what to do. But think about this. So Rick Lewis works six to nine on the Fox. Then he would come upstairs and do nine to noon talk on KOA. He also does the color for the Denver Broncos. So, you know, you don't know if Rick said, you know what? I've been doing this for 31 years. I'm not sure I want to work seven hours a day, you know, because you cannot come on radio. Okay. And I, and I'm, and I'm going to give you your chance to talk, but believe me, I don't sit here and as a, and walk in the door and decide to just babble. Okay. I know to some, it sounds like I'm not prepared, but believe me, you have to prepare for every hour you're on the radio, especially when you're solo, you got to do an hour prep. You can't just walk in here and and go for it. Three hours is a long time. So now think about this. So Rick gets up at 4 or 5 in the morning, and I'm not speaking for Rick Lewis. He has his own show. You can text him or whatever. But Rick is on from 6 to 9 in the morning. Now he's going to join Dave and Al in the afternoon. But, But think about this, Randy. Think about this. Okay? And, you know, I know you said you called in to talk about the Rockies. Okay? which I don't think it's fair for you to deceive me, okay? But I'm going to give you your time. Well, all, well, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, all right? Did you call and tell A-Rod you wanted to talk Rockies? Yeah. But
1: okay, I, hold, I on hold on,
0: hold on then. Hold on, hold on. Then, Well, but you can't just throw in... That you and your buddies hang out at Denny's and that Rick and Kathy got the short hairs without and then just move on and make that comment without me responding. It's not fair. So let me let me just finish, okay? All right. So think about this, okay? Think about what this program change does for KOA and for our audience. We are a beacon. We're a 50,000-watt blowtorch. We've been around 100 years. Find another 50,000-watt station in this market, okay? They're all pretenders, all right? So you start at 530 in the morning with with, uh, April and Marty. They, they are informational-driven. They are on top of it. Great interviews, whether it's the mayor, the governor, Tim Jackson from the Colorado Auto Dealers. Then what we used to do, then we'd go 9 to noon with Dave, Rick, and, and Kathy. And they were sports-oriented, and they had a lot of different things they talked about. Then we went back to political conservative talk, Mandy. Then we went to Big Al and JoJo, three to six. Then we went to Michael Brown, political talk, six to seven. Then we went seven to 11, Broncos country tonight. Kind of a a hodgepodge. Now I get it. Last year was all about COVID and the political thing. But now we've got from 5.30 to three, you want news, talk, uh, uh, current events, that sort of thing. You're going to have it here on the blowtorch. Then from three to nine, nobody, nobody is better than Logan, Big Al, Rick Lewis, and JoJo. I'm telling you, I'd put us up against any, you know, whether it's, it's uh, uh, Mad Dog on XM or, you know, Mike Francesa, those guys. Think about it. Logan's been around you know, he's, he went to school here. He went to college here. He played here. He played in the NFL. He coaches. He's the Broncos play-by-play guy. Who's going to do a better job than Logan? And then Big Al, every time he's on the air, it sounds like a party. What a great match. And then you got Rick, and then you got JoJo, who do a great job. So, I mean, nobody got the short hairs. Nobody. Now, Kathy Lee, she still has her job on the Fox, and I'm sure maybe if it works out, they'll fit Kathy Lee in. But you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. And I am so excited about what KOA's doing. So I, you need to invite me to your Denny's, and I'll give all eight of your guys the same pitch. Did he hang up? No,
1: I'm here. I'm all right.
0: Listening. How's that?
1: Well, all, all I got to say is, is when you got – you know, and I, and I never said anything about Dave. I I idolize Dave Logan. I mean, he's he's he's. By and if far, you want to know the truth,
0: so do I. I've known Dave since 1984. There's nobody better. Now I'm not saying Dave I Logan. got a picture of Dave Logan in my house, you know, but I am a big Dave Logan guy. All right, we got about a minute, so finish your your talk because I got to hit the break hard for the Rockies.
1: Okay, all I was all I wanted to say was. You've got a program with three all-stars on it. You've got a program that people loved, and now you dismantle it, you know, to supplement other programs that weren't doing as good or... Hold, hold on one listening. sec. As, hold I on. I just saying, just weren't listening as much as maybe Kathy Lee and Rick and Dave, because they not only talked the sports, but with Kathy in there and with Rick... It was a hodgepodge of current events and what people wanted to hear, not just strictly sports. So people loved the three of them together.
0: All right, so so here's the thing. Now, I've just been informed that the Rockies game has been postponed. So the Rockies will not be Um, playing today, and Randy, you know, how how old are you, did you say?
1: I'm almost 70.
0: Okay. You know who John Lennon is? Uh, Sure. Okay. Well, what? john lennon sang after he broke up with the beatles is all we are saying is give peace a chance well i'm going to change that to all we are saying is give ross a chance mandy connell next thanks A rod i'll see you tomorrow right here on koa with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom